If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. including those who don't even understand the beautiful game. And it's because of that big game between Liverpool and Manchester United earlier today. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, chaired by Comfort, with support from the entire crew. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and Legacy and Legacy, and proudly sponsored by MTN, MTN Pulse, Just Be 
the enterprise group enterprise your advantage umb bank umb speed up diggy bank let's go and the Axis pension trust your reliable partner in pensions so on the 20th of october 2019 man united played liverpool to a one one draw that was at the time when liverpool was literally fully in charge in the premiership absolutely irresistible and on the evening of that game i had the privilege of hosting professor robert abohinson a die-hard man united supporters club member and mr kuchu adaimensa ceo of data bank and the de facto life president of the liverpool supporters fan club that discussion wasn't about the game of that day but about change management and leadership transition in united post fergie they shared some interesting perspectives about what had gone wrong with the experiment of man united from alex ferguson all the way through till oligana Solskjaer. they gave some ideas about what could be done differently and were joined along the line by Kwampofu of Joy Sports, bringing some technical dimensions to the discussion. So today, in the light of the match between Liverpool and Man United earlier on, we play back the discussion from 15 months ago and ask a simple question. How many of the ideas shared earlier have been applied between then and now? And even more importantly, is the United of today the real deal or there is still much more work to be done. Let's have a big conversation on social media while we listen and watch. Very importantly, you all enjoy the quote of the day from Comfort, the Game Changer segment from Jojo, and that contribution by Amos in the Data Exchange segment where he suggests that 50% of all leadership transitions fail. Are you surprised? If you are ready, let's go back 15 months ago to the sporting edition of Springboard, the virtual investor. Don't go away. According to Dr. Table in his book, Wisdom, if an individual doesn't reinvent himself or herself every three or at most five years, they will become still or increasingly irrelevant. So as you listen tonight, the question for you, are you reinventing yourself? If not, do you not run the risk of becoming still or irrelevant? Before I introduce my guests for tonight, let me bring Comfort in with our quote for the day. Comfort. Well, our quote for today is from Irish comedian Spike Milligan, who says, For 10 years, Caesar ruled with an iron hand, then with a wooden foot, finally with a piece of string. Let's slow down. <laughs> go, go at it again. For 10 years, Caesar ruled with an iron hand. So, iron hand, number one. Then with a wooden foot. Wooden foot, number two. And finally with a piece of string. Wow. Three stages of leadership. Give, exactly. us, give us the picture. <laughs> well, at the beginning of every leadership journey, you need to assert yourself to get things done. As time goes on, less force is required until eventually you can just wink and people will get the message. Well, it's a bit like the story of the elephant initially tied by an iron chain to a beam and finally tied by a thin rope to a plastic chair. Interesting. I'm going to ask my, my, my guests who are experts in this subject of leadership 
to give their perspective on the changing phases of leadership and the level of coercion, force, or compulsion required to get things done. But tonight, I have two great friends at Springboard as we dissect leadership transition using Man United as a case study. What went wrong? What could have been done differently? And what is the way forward? Kucho Adai is the CEO of Databank. That's the professional part of him, but he's a lifelong Liverpool supporter who has endured a 30-year wait to recapture the English Premiership crown. And he's somebody very happy about the struggles of Man United. But even he will, will find it in himself to take off that Liverpool cap and put on his management cap today. Could you welcome to Springboard? Thank you very much. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. And I fully support anybody who supports Springboard. I mean, it's probably the best radio program in, 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 in the world. Wow. You think you are global, aren't you? <laughs> chale, yeah. chale, chale. I thought you, were lo- you are not local. For You're just this one minute, I support Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> Professor Robert Hinson sometimes wishes he could take off from the University of Ghana Business School on a sabbatical and go and help Ed Woodward to clean up the mess at Manchester United. <laughs> Such is his love for the club. But he's tied down at the University of Ghana Business School as a professor of marketing. Prof, welcome to Springboard. See this Ed Woodward character. I'm very happy to be here tonight because uh, in September 2018, there was actually a banner on the stadium when um, when there was going to be a match between um, Manu and Burnley, and this was all the caption read: Ed Woodward, a specialist in failure. Can you imagine? That was that was the title previously reserved for Asimbenga. It's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, one of the Woodward must go for a specialist oh, in failure. That's amazing. Let's get into football. Asenvenga was not a failure. He kept Arsenal in the top four for what? 16, 18 years? It was just Mourinho's description, that's all. That's mine. It's, it's mine too. Okay. <laughs> that's my failure. Well, along the line, I'm going to bring my son Eric who to give us a, a sports pundit's perspective. He doesn't support United or Liverpool, so he'll give us a neutral Barca perspective of the case of Man United. But tonight, United seems to be in free fall. I mean, years ago, a one-nil score and a half-time for United would have definitely meant nailing Liverpool to the cross. Today, at the end of the match, most Man U supporters, if they will be honest with themselves, will accept the one-one score line because before the match, the expectation was that Man U would lose to Liverpool. What went wrong? Post Fergie, let me start with you, Kojo. Yep. You are the against. So let me start with you. Oh, really? Charlie, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listening to us, all right, all right, all right, all right. I am the only man in white, the only man in a Liverpool shirt. <laughs> I am totally surrounded by my young people quiet in the studio. Please, if you are listening to us, come to my aid. <laughs> I am alone. I thought comfort was even us now. So I almost say United. No, no, no. Let's start. Let's okay, start. Okay, for, yeah, for context, sure. let's start with today's match. All I mean, right, cool. just a minute on today's cool, match. Cool. Um, today's match has nothing to do with your topic. Yes. To be honest, just just for to warm up. Yeah. No. What I'm the point I'm making is that the change management process that has gone on in United that we are coming to dissect and discuss and try and teach the world what can be done or should have been done has absolutely nothing to do to do with today's match. Today's match was just about passion. It's about history. It's about zeal. It, nothing to do with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Right. Trust me. Yesterday's match, Pep Guardiola and Crystal Palace was management. 
today it had nothing to do with management. Klopp made a few mistakes, but what I'm trying to say is the passion of the game, the, 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 the desire to say there is no way we will allow Liverpool to have a record over us. It was the same thing. Uh, Arsenal, if you remember, in, I don't remember the year, 2004 or something, went unbeaten and they were about to set a record, met United, and United stopped it. They, they, call, it, they call it a bro. You, you, anyway, to, you make sure nobody, nobody anyway, gets their record. Yeah. So today has nothing to do with chain management, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, whether he got it right or wrong. His selection, he didn't have any choice. It was the selection he, he had was his only selection he could have. Right, so today's match, th- those nothing. are the comments, right? Absolutely nothing to do right. with the topic, right? Well, the paradox for me is that if this passion that saw us want to win at all costs today was residing somewhere around Old Trafford, wh- where has it been all, all these weeks? I mean, right. Luis was saying recently that Paulin United that the, the players are bigger than the brand, so if you have player brands that are bigger than the club brands and player fellowship that far trumps the class fellowship on social media then who is bigger than who and he was making and Luisa is not guy neville or he, he is more, more a more recent player and even he was commenting that your purpose and things have far outgrown the brand and therefore the passion that he speaks about was so eloquently on display today has not been on display for quite a while now. When Gary Neville says the squad is not deep, the passion is gone. We understand those are the grandfathers of the club. But when Luis, who is like a yesterday born, is also saying that the the player brands have grown the parent brand, then there's something to sit down and ponder. I'm sure we can go through that a little more extensively today. Let me start, let me start with the subject you've raised, and I'm going to go back to Fergie, just so we get context for the discussion. So, I asked myself, what was United's biggest win um, against a top four side and Fergie. And I chose the Arsenal 8 2 match, mm. which I watched mm. from beginning <laughs> to end. I can imagine. <laughs> the players on display in that match, Juju. Awful. Mention the names. <laughs> you had Ashley Young. You had people like. <laughs> like it was a very. Tom Cleverly. Um, this uh, Brazilian guy was playing, running about Anderson. <laughs> It, it was, was not. It was not talent. Yeah. Something that Fergie managed to do. Jason Park. Those guys were not Champions League material. Yeah. But they played like their lives depended on it. Jason Park would bring his head in for a tackle. Very much. If it meant possibly splitting his head, he will do it. Very much. Could you? Let's talk about leadership transition. In your opinion, yeah. What went wrong? Um, Moyes went wrong. <laughs> that's that's in my opinion. Moise Moise went wrong, and I, I'll tell you what. You see, when Moise came in, Moise was a hand chosen successor for Fergie, and people in Ghana always say we are tribalists, we are whom you know, but it's the same thing that happened. You think the Scottish connection was the, it was, the principal? It was the key. It was the key. Fergie didn't use his head. He used his heart to pick his successor. Jojo is doing his hands, something, something, something like that. But I'm telling you, the error was Moise. Fine, now you've picked Moise. No problem. But when Moise came in, and, um, you know, I don't know if, um, listeners know Matthew's uh, synopsis 
to to hold the whole discussion and Moise was not inexperienced, Matthew. In your synopsis, you stated that Moise was inexperienced. Moise was not inexperienced. Moise was extremely experienced. He had kept Everton in the top six for about maybe eight of his 13 years or something in, in Everton. Very, very experienced. But the error was Moise felt he had to stamp his authority on United. Right. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Even Fergie had changed the backroom staff for a bit over the years. But he had a winning backroom staff. Right. All he had to do was come in, keep the shape, keep everybody, and see what else could be done. The mistake, the the, the error was Moise. So you think that Moise changing the backroom staff was the biggest mistake? It was the biggest error of United. And to date... It will take you 35 years to change that one. Okay, that is wishful thinking. But now emotion is coming. The, the, the first part is ah, ah, The second part, you forgive you. Um, no, no, but, but on a more serious note, right. on a more serious note, change doesn't mean when you come in, you have to change. Sometimes change means when you come in, keep, hold, watch, protect. Right. It doesn't mean you have to change. Let me come to you, Bob, and I'll come back to you. Yeah, 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 on this. There are some who suggest that those who are um, proponents of the theory that could you just propound, uh, propounded yes. suggest that the story of the apples that survived a leadership transition very smoothly yes. um, um, did so because the core team that had institutional memory yes. was kept and it was not allowed for a new person to come in and just wipe away all the institutional memory with a team that probably doesn't even know how to win Champions League and, and how to win Premiership. Do you, share, do you share the same view? Well, I do. And just to piggyback of what Kojo said, it's shocking then that Moyes wanted to stamp this authority because, Albert, it then makes me begin to wonder what exactly is the shared vision or philosophy of the club? Because Fed was an institution. But because he was so brutally successful, it's as if the Fergie formula was the Mayu formula. Whether that was it or not, I'm not too sure. But if that formula was a winning formula, how is it that Moyes came in and could so radically attempt to do what Kojo uh, discusses and get it so wrong that Louis van Houten has come to do, mess up, Moino too has messed up, and Ole is struggling for what it's worth. So I've always wondered... Now, when you take a Barcelona, for instance, do they have a formula? Is Tiki Taka a formula? Is it a philosophy? I've always wondered. So, with Manu, the question I need to ask is, what's the shared vision? Are there systems that are put in place to make the club excel? And when coaches come in, do they fit in? Or do they have such a wide berth that when they get it wrong, we enter the sort of dilemma we are contending with today? So, please, me, the first question I want to ask is, what's the shared vision? Because as late as this month, Guy Neville again, and I keep going back to him because he's like one of the biggest names I ever played for the club. He said um, poor recruitment, poor selection of managers is what has kept the club back all these years. And he keeps saying that if we don't get that fixed, we won't go far. United today, Albert, is one of the three Premier League clubs with no technical director. Now, which world-class team doesn't operate with the technical director? And in the scheme of things, it's the technical directors who are 
responsible for recruitment, getting the right players on board. Coaches shouldn't be running around. I think in Africa, coaches show, show for, for, for players. They travel yeah, and go yeah, and yeah. sit in stadium and watch them and so on. It's not a bad thing, but you need a solid technical director to take any world-class club to the kind of levels of success that you are supposed to achieve. So me, I think the issue of shared vision is something we can discuss a little later and that fits into the, the Moise uh, issue that could you raise so eloquently? I, I know you don't want this to be a football discussion and we, we should make it more intellectual, but forgive me. When Fergie was in United, he will not tolerate a technical director. Okay. Absolutely no way Fergie will tolerate a technical director. But he left so, in 2013. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so United have not been able to learn how to use that. Thank process. you. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Wow. So, so that is an issue they have. That's a blessing. Whereas the other, the other teams have worked with technical directors, have worked as part with, of the system. As part of the system. Indeed. So indeed. the transition of United, and I come back to it, and that is the, the crux of the topic we are discussing. When you take over, uh, or when there's change management in an institution, there's no one single formula that works across board. Right. It can't work. You've got to go in there, study the situation. But don't you need a basic ethos, Kojo? Because yes. otherwise, everybody comes and, and flies by the pant of the, the, the seat of their you, pants. You, no, no, you do, you do, but Whoever took over United first, and, and, and I have the articles here, and I agree with Rene Molesting. You, the person should have just left things as they are. Precisely. Talking no about, talking about eight re, re, step re, re, change, re, no right. three step Lewin change. <laughs> Matthew, I was crisscrossing and cutting into your theories. It didn't work for United, and it won't work for United. It Let's, worked for Klopp. It works for club. The eight-step change works for club. It doesn't work for United. We, we are talking today about leadership transitions. In a recent Data is King um, segment presentation, it was submitted that CEOs whose predecessors stayed longer than 10 years started with a problem, almost always. It said that 49% of them performed worse than their predecessors okay the longer the ceo stayed on the more difficult it was going to be for the successor to succeed okay so in 49 percent of the case the successor performed worse than the leader who had stayed for a while 27 percent of them maintained the standards and only 24 percent beat the performance of the predecessor. Somehow can they me power? I I looked I looked from the right corner of my eye at Kujo when I was talking. I knew it would resonate with him. Could you, could you, could you talk to me? It resonates. You speak for his own life. No, no, no. But you, 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 you know, um, to to be honest with you. I, I, I'm, I'm just submitting that Fergie would always have been a very difficult act to follow. I'm telling you, so was Ken. Extremely difficult act to follow. Can you imagine the shoes I was stepping in? But I did same also at GCB. You know, when you step into shoes like that at Feggy, when you walk in, the error Moyes made was he wanted to by force prove to the world that he was his own man. And assert himself. And assert himself. <laughs> and and kick everybody out and bring his own people. It, it doesn't, it may work. It could have worked. But I didn't do that. I walked in and just 
decided that I will just watch what is going on. When you want to bring changes, you start bringing the changes along with your people. Along with your people. You don't want to come in and say, I know it all. I'm the borrower. I came from here. I know this. I know that. That was Moise's error. If Moise had come in and said, okay, guys, Fergie was the establishment. He was the institution. That's it. We want to still keep that institutional memory there. Let's, you know, listen to what he had to do, what he had to say. Who was he working with? Especially Rainey and Eric Steele. Those were the two main people. Yeah. Rainey and Eric Steele. He didn't do that. So, what, so your, your, your main I, submission so far has been that in the Moise takeover, yeah. he upset the Apple Cart and United has not recovered since. And United, I pray, will never recover since. Okay, <laughs> okay that was, that was, that was <laughs> a below the belt. No, no, that was a below the belt. <laughs> no, but, but, yeah, but United haven't recovered since. Right. But I think, I think if Moise had come in and left the structure as it was and hadn't shaken it, you know how... People let's let's move on from Moise. So happy that so, oh he came in, he shook the system, he's changing things, he's but you don't have to do that. You can go in and keep the status quo and still be a successful manager. It, it didn't happen. Let's give the club the benefit of the doubt that after they realized that Moise wouldn't work, they fired him. Next appointment. <laughs> Louis Van Hal. Louis LVG. Through through Ryan Giggs kind of but okay, so Van Hal. He was supposed to be a big global brand. I think when me yes when Van Gaal came, the 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 damage had been done. So he came to exacerbate it. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't do it. I, I think he just left it as is. But don't forget, Van Gaal won a trophy. Guys, Van Gaal won a trophy. By the time Van Gaal won the he trophy, won a trophy. The, the club was tired of him. But he won a trophy. He won a trophy. Van Gaal won a trophy. But what he should have done was to try and bring back the Fergie squad and the Fergie back room just to try and bring the status quo back to normal. But he couldn't. And he kept the moist kind of people there. But he won a trophy. What United need is for Fergie to advise. I saw him in the stands today. I have a feeling today Fergie was even in the dressing room. Just like happened in PSG that got Ole Gunnar appointed. It was the same situation that happened this evening. Fergie was the coach this evening. It wasn't Ole. That's a very wild submission. I'm telling you. <laughs> what is your opinion about the match? What is your opinion about about the leadership transitions at Man United? Kujo means that praise and his heart and his head are in conflict. He prays that United will never um, come back. But that's okay. He's allowed to have that perspective. I'm going to bring in Oreku um, Ampo for Oreku. It's a sports pundit. He does not have the biases of Kujo Adaimensa. Neither is he a Man U fan. So he will talk about it from the sports pundit's perspective. Um, Ray, let's start with with selection. If you took your mind off what what what, what happened, what um, should have been done, and you just sat as somebody who is a player as well as a pundit and looked at United today and somebody asked you to advise on what exactly the problem is. Would you say it is the squad? Would you say it is the coach? Or would you say it is the football philosophy? 
<laughs> I think it'll be a little bit of uh, everything that you listed, and uh, it's it's understandable that when you look at the fact that you know Fergie has been at the club since 1986 to 2013. That's a pretty long period, and. Uh, it's, it's normal and usual for the club to become over-reliant and dependent on him. And I think that his level of brilliance and your know, capabilities as a coach did paper over the cracks at the United Club. Now, the big change oh, there was... Were cracks. I think so. Okay, I, I, I think there were cracks. Okay. Hold on, hold it there. And, and that's another skill of thought we, we must explore. Yeah. People say that, listen, things were bad before Feggy left. In fact, they actually blame Feggy for not improving the squad and using... His using short term means to survive. So, if things were very hard, he'll bring in a lesson, very unusual pitches, and then just win the league with lesson one season and let him go, and then buy Van Persie just for one season. Okay. So, some of one school of thought believes that the problems were there, and Fergie actually ran away because he looked at the problem he felt it was huge. Okay, Ray, do, do, do you share that philosophy? Yeah, good yeah, I think I think so too. And uh, he he may not have left in the best possible doors, but I also think it was at a point where United needed him, especially in that last season, and also on a personal level, I think that he wanted to leave on a high. So you cannot blame him um, as much to you know for bringing leaving on that note, but. I think more importantly, the question is, what have United done after that? Now, I'm going to draw some comparisons between Liverpool and Manchester City because... Manchester United or City? Manchester City, okay. yeah. So, because, you know, these two clubs have gone through major transitions recently in the Premier League. And uh, United is currently lagging way behind the two of them who have been competing the past two, two and three seasons. But if you look at Liverpool, for instance, when Brendan Rodgers left the club... Things were so bad, you know, there was no Luis Suarez, was Ricky Lambert, and you look at that club 11 that he's... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Started out with, and uh, just two survivors are in the squad right now. And so that, that clearly not, has not been... Henderson and... Hendo and Milner. Hendo and Milner. But oh, I think, yeah, Nathan Klein can be considered as one, but he's not in the squad right now. But I think that there's been a hefty amount of change. And what a lot of people tend to forget is the fact that Klopp did not have it easy. At the beginning... Liverpool used to be the trolling club. Everyone would laugh at them every yeah, Sunday. Because, yes, because yeah. it, it, they had Koncheski and left-back Flanagan, right? They looked hopeless at that point. But what the board did was that they aligned their thoughts with Jürgen Klopp. And he had a plan. He said it out loud no, in please, public. Please say it again. What the board did was... Listen to this one. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a solid, solid yeah. point. Say, say it again. That's my son, They aligned... Exactly. Let's yeah. say about alignment yeah. and ethos. Yeah. Those things yeah, matter yeah, to yeah, me because yeah, yeah. there needs to be a certain clarity regarding where we are going. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what the so, board did was... Yeah, again. they aligned their thoughts with that of Klopp. Thank you. Okay. How about Edward Ward? I'll quench your mind. 
<laughs> I think that's the first major point, uh, a sense of direction and unity. Correct. Now, they knew that, and Klopp said that, if I don't win a trophy by my fourth year, I'm going to leave the job. Thankfully, he did win a Champions League in the fourth year. But it's a case of patience and trust and investment because we know that you've given yourself four years. We know that you're a good coach. We know that this is quite difficult. But gradually, we're going to get there. So they had that trust and sense uh, in direction as a club. Now, you look at Manchester City. And when Pep Guardiola was around, you know, buying Munich Times his last six months, he had already met with the owners of Manchester City and they discussed that look we're going to bring your best friend from Barcelona that's the technical director Chiki Chiki Bekistan who helped you to you know scout all these Butskesa and good players we're going to bring him to Manchester City he's going to help you sign all the players you want he'll give you all the money so come join us so Already, you see that these two clubs had wow. a sense of direction and had a plan and alignment even before their coach left. And alignment. And yeah, and alignment. Correct. And yes, yes, yes. it wasn't easy. <laughs> Pep came, Everton were well, squaring 4 0 and all that. Things looked bad. His first season was pretty bad. But what the two coaches did again after that is a sense of ruthlessness. Now, Pep came in there. Joe Hart was England's number one goalkeeper. You know the English media. They were going to bash him for, you know, sending Joe Hart out. But he didn't mind. He took him out, took all the bashing, and first of all, brought in a ball-playing keeper because he had a system. Klopp brought in pressing players and high energetic players like Salah Mane. You're, you're, depre- you're depressing me. Because he had a system. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when the coach comes in. <laughs> Is Ole or David Moyes or whoever came in, did he have a system that he was going to buy into? Because I do have the statistics. Yeah, a lot wait, of people wait, wait, say, wait, that. say that. Again. When Ole came, did he have a, say it again, did he have what, a did he system? No, yeah. I mean, for me, it's the whole thing. This strategy, alignment, yeah. it, was the, it, it matters. True. Otherwise, where are you drawing your inspiration from? True. Everybody can come and do what they like. Go on. Did he have yeah, a system? So, <laughs> a lot of people say that Pep Guardiola spent a lot of money. Yeah, since he came to Manchester, he spent £726.3 million. Pounds. That's a hefty amount of money on 17 players. But yeah, it's worked for him. But Manchester United have also spent 840 million More? since since no, since Fergie left. So there, that's six years. But Pep has been here for about three and a half years. But it's still it's still as if it's, it's like there's a straight line that Manchester United are trying to get to that straight line. But on that journey, Moyes has come in, branch on the right, tried to come back. Louis Van Gaal comes in, branches on the it's left, tries issue. to come back. Now, Ole is trying to, you know, Mourinho also comes in, does the same thing. And let me, let me, let me just give you a quick example on that. Mourinho bought Sanchez six months before he left the job. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer comes in, yes, and then sells him. So that's already two steps in front and then three steps back. So you, you leave your coach handicapped. Ole is now trying to sell two or three players before he brings someone in and... Uh, players are not fitting in the system and it all seems like a big mess but I think that Ole has one he's done one thing right amongst all the coaches and I think that that's the fact that he's been the most ruthless out of them he sold a lot of them that's a big step now the next step is investing into his plans and you know aligning the direction I think that hopefully with that sense of alignment maybe Manchester United could come back absolutely. stay in that seat for for a minute as I go for this very brief break when I come back Amos will tell us what McKinsey is saying in all this McKinsey is saying listen 50% of these experiments don't work and so if yours is not working please don't be worried however if a new person is coming there are five questions that they must ask 
<laughs> if you have your copy of McKinsey's Seminars Framework, please pull it out because the, uh, a few of the questions will be will be aligned with that framework. I think the key word to this alignment. It's alignment. It's alignment. <laughs> but, but the second word that also keeps coming up <laughs> from all the presentations so far is that it is easier to back a coach who has a clear plan about where they are going. And that's a point that has come forward very strongly. So the club must have its own direction that is going to. And so being patient with the coach is key. But the coach must inspire confidence that you can wait for them for four years. I do not think that any United player or supporter can vouch for only that they will be there next year. Ah. So it's not the goalkeeper said this month. I, I, I don't know what's happening in the cloud. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. So springboard your virtual university. You're having a discussion about change management and leadership transitions, and this is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy Enjoy 99.7 FM. Can something be done to salvage the situation? This is springboard your virtual university, and this is a discussion about leadership transitions. When I switch off from Amos, I'm coming back to talk about leadership, not in the in the dugout, but on the pitch. Roy Keane has just come out with a statement. How dare Manchester United players kiss Liverpool players in the tunnel after a match? There's no way it should happen. He says that was treason. When I come back, let's talk about the power of a good captain. Amos, what are the pundits saying or what are the experts saying about leadership transitions? Right. So tonight, our Data is King segment is coming from a book called Leading Organizations, 10 Timeless Truths. And it's written by two McKinsey partners. And the book says that 50% of all leadership transitions fail. And the reason they fail is because leadership transitions are seen as an event. So the leader comes in place and those who brought him in, the board and the key stakeholders, they leave him on his own. They don't really support him. Um, And so... Or her. Yes. And so what the book is saying, there are five key questions that must be addressed when any new leader comes in place. And the first one says, has the new leader done a SWOT analysis to understand the business that he or she has come to inherit and has taken quick action to mobilize his or her team towards future aspirations and priorities. So number one, understand your team. Okay, number two? Number two says, does the new leader understand the current culture? And is he or she influencing the required changes to improve performance? Right. Number Number three, does the new leader have the right team with the right skills and attitudes and the right structure? Then number four says, has the new leader considered the legacy he or she wants to leave and spent their time wisely to play roles that only he or she can play? And then the last question says, does the new leader understand his or her mandate and the expectations of key stakeholders? You've given us more questions than answers. But thank you so much. Amos is the head of our research desk here at Springboard and he just throws up very gaping gaping issues. Bob, let me come back to you. This is exactly what we are talking about. He says, number one, they must know their team. They must know what resources they have 
the SWOT of what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, what are the opportunities, what are the threats. Number two, he must understand the culture of the club that he must he has come to or she has come to. Number three, they must know the structure, the attitudes, etc. Number four, they must even have a sense of what legacy they are trying to live or leave behind. And the last one, what is their mandate as the head? of the team and the expectations, of key, and the expectations of key stakeholders it would seem that we are focused largely on the coaches in all this should we be thinking beyond the coaches at people like even the executive vice chairman or even the captain who is the captain of the club do they have do they have what it takes to lead a club like that i was just reading you the thoughts of 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 Roy Keane, who would typically see a man you match as a war zone engagement. Yes. It's like whatever it is, we win. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, if you look at the commentary, I'm sorry to announce that uh, the current man you composition doesn't answer these five questions very, very well. I mean, Ole is seen as fairly clueless. And I'm happy that uh, my brother Kojo says that he did well. By accent, what did he do again that you like so much? Ole, he did something. Ole, I mean, he Ocean. sent he sent off no. um, Smalling. No, 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 no. I wasn't Ole. He, no, no, it was it was Ole <laughs> when he sent the team to the original. Finish it, Bob, on the issue of the uh, the five points that have been raised. Okay, Bob. so I'm saying that if you read all the commentary, uh, the current man you set up doesn't respond too well to these five questions about cultural issues and right team and right skills and right attitudes. And I'm gathering the commentary from past players, from pundits, from sports writers. And the general consensus is, well, Man U is a paradoxical brand. Ole himself is a paradoxical person. The reason is this. Ole typifies what is spectacular about Man U. We all remember the Bayern Munich night where he came as babyface killer and totally turned the thing around for us. 1999, correct? I will live in old glory. No. Given the fact that he's such an iconic figure in that regard, you would expect that he could have drawn that sort of inspiration through and then transfuse it into the team. But that's not quite happening yet. So he typifies what is excellent about the brand in terms of the history and the iconic nature of Ole as a person. But in terms of connecting with those he's working with to achieve results, that thing is not quite happening. Some people think it's too nice. That, that's part of it. And also the fairly gargantuan stature of the people he's working with. I told you, sir, I was saying recently that Pogba is somebody who is probably living his own brand, doing his own thing. And how do you bring these people into one cultural mindset, one attitudinal framework, and then align them to achieve the sort of victories you are looking for? That, that's not quite happening. Let's cut it to the cheese. Way forward. One minute. Way forward. We need uh, a realignment. We need to do some kind of uh, audit of what it is that we are doing. People listening to us, they want solutions. Should we change the coach? No. Give him to February <laughs> next year. No, give him to February next year. If by that time we are not uh, in the top half, I o- think we can look for a new coach. Only cannot do it. He cannot do it. Mark my words. Wow. Okay. 13 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. Oh, wait for Kojo, wait for it. I have a solution for United. Bring Allegri, allow uh, and, and allow Allegri to bring back Eric Steele, Mike Phelan, and Rene Manolesting. Uh, Manolesting, yeah. They that is the solution to United. And the players? No, no, no. The players. They'll are, be sorted out. Charlie, the players are good, though. Rashford. It's just that you have too many injuries. Lukshaw is injured. Boba is injured. Uh, until recently, we thought the hair was injured, but you were lying. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> 
United will come back to his glory days. But they won't do it. And keep um, Alex Ferguson as a studio technical director. I'm telling you, that is the United uh, solution. You see, what you are saying, because, because people don't trust you, because you are Liverpool, people think you are setting the South Africa. Your thoughts about the way forward? <laughs> um, I actually would do the opposite. Although none of you believe in Ole. But I will back Ole. And this is, this is, this is why. Only, oh, only might be a nice reverend. People see him as a nice guy, <laughs> but keep in mind these players have sat in manu. These players have sat in manu since Fergie Smalling. All these players have sat in manu since Fergie left. Only has smiled, 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 and sucked all of them. That is no, and it's the ruthlessness we've needed from a coach for a long time. He came in, he had a system. Let's not forget, he came in, he had a system. High pressing, high energy. Keeping the game in the opponent's half oh. and trying to get the goal. True. So, what why, happened why was ab- when why, he started, why did he abandon it after? He didn't l- abandon it. The players just they were not <laughs> after playing Liverpool. They, 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 they were unable. Oh, Arsenal, they can't run again. They were unable. That's why we had so many injuries getting to the end of the season, and we've continued to have that problem. He has done well in bringing in a new director of fitness, so we should see the results a few months down the line. So. My February, view is, February is my, good, yeah, yeah. my view is let's let's see what happens in the January window. Probably you not much, but next <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Give us some time. Statistically, yes. the team is performing the fourth best in the league. Over the course of time, results will average out. Give him some time to see the recruitment, and eventually, I believe Ole can do something. Maybe not bring us to the peak. But he'll get us going Look, in the right direction. Anything but the anything apart from the peak is not good enough for my you. I'm going to come to you in a minute for the the, the, the game changer segment. But Rax, let me give you a minute, Ray. Your thoughts about the way forward for my United? Is it pro um pro uh, what, what was Ole. it? Pro only, anti only. But the captain matter. Ray, can you say that the guys they're not serious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the captain thing was bad. I think in your league cup game, Twanzebe was made captain in one of the games. I didn't even. Twanzebe. Wow. was in that game. I think was it against Rotterdam or something. He won on penalties. He used to play for Rotterdam. It was an emotional distance. Can you choose oh, a captain okay. based on? Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I think that's a big issue. But. I think the way forward going for, uh, for Manchester United, uh, Allegri, a big no. Because what would happen if Allegri comes back? Allegri will come back and bring back the old guard. And that means that all of Ole's clearouts would be cost 90. That means that you've wasted the past six months whilst Liverpool and Manchester City were I'm making progress. I think Ole has taken one step forward. Now, the next step he needs is the backing. Yeah, is the club ready to spend 200 million in the next market to get a world-class midfielder and a world-class attacker? I think. There are a lot of them in the market. Harry Maguire. I think Maguire has been a good influence. I think Manchester United have a very, uh, I think they were top, three top five defense, yeah, in yeah, the league so far. Good. They've improved that, but in terms of scoring, it's not been the best. And I think that Ole is the way forward. It may, it may hurt. I think it shouldn't hurt to the point of relegation. It may hurt, yeah, but. It, in, yeah, they have to Ed, align. Ed Woodward, Ed Woodward, uh, I'll send, <laughs> Ed, I'll send, I'll send only a text to. tonight and tell him it's either he or Ed Woodward. <laughs> yeah. If Ole stays, Ed Woodward must go. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think he, yeah. Needs, he needs support on it. But once he's back, he would be fine eventually. Okay, so thank you very much, Eric, um, um, my Andrew Cox says United was successful based on a very good academic structure led by Alex Ferguson. Man, you should have switched to the galactical system of Real Madrid, which involves buying top players very That's quickly. Not true. The, the academic system, the, no people. No, no, Beckham no, came worry. from West Ham. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, 
all the that squad they all the came from West Ham. They were all East London boys. Is that each school is allowed to have an opinion? Okay, <laughs> we will not go to our, okay. Our, okay. Our <laughs> game changer segment for Joe Okan. Joe, what do you have for us today? So today's game changer is an interesting one because it addresses something that Man U needs to do, which is reinvent itself. On Thursday, I called an Uber to, you know, take me back to my office. And Frank immediately stood out because he was driving a Mitsubishi Lancer instead of the typical Kia Pukanto. And while we were talking, he mentioned that he used to work for a really prominent company. And I was shocked. Why would anyone leave a position that so many people are striving for just to become an Uber driver? And then he told me a wild story. He was the head of IT and had just completed a massive project to set up the infrastructure for their new office complex. And shortly before they were set to move into the new building, he was handed a letter and told, your services are no longer needed. The worst part, they laid him off on his birthday. And I started to come... Yeah. I started to commiserate about the horrible treatment and he interrupted saying, getting laid off is the best thing that ever happened to me. He explained that after a period of confusion, should I start a business, should I find a new job, he determined to never be completely reliant on a paycheck again. This week, our game changer is reinvention. Even though Frank has a new 9 to 5, he runs a thriving transport business on Uber's platform, earning thousands of CDs every week, more than he actually used to earn in salary. So how did he go about reinventing himself as a transportation entrepreneur? Number one, he leveraged what he had. He used his severance package to buy 10 cars to start his fleet. Number two, he started from what he knew. He used that technology background to develop an app to manage the fleet. And number three, he built with others. He operates a work-to-own model, which means that the drivers feel like they are part of the business and they are more engaged. Mm. So life will bring setbacks, but it's good to know that we don't have to stay down. We can reinvent ourselves. Comedian George Lopez, you know, we are going back to the comedians, once said, when things are bad, that is the best time to reinvent yourself. So for any organization in transition like United, you have to look at how you leverage what you have, start from what you know, and build with others to reinvent yourself. This has been the game changer with Jojo Okren. Have a phenomenal week. Mm. And United must start an Uber business. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, they won't buy ten. They buy ten thousand cars. <laughs> Six minutes in the hour. Because you're clapping. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. And because you know this Uber story, I have another guy who I used to work with in Barclays, mm. and he 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 got laid off at Barclays, and then went into Uber. I'm telling you, I, I also Adam, Adam, Adam. He's, he's called Adam, and today he runs Uber. And in Takwa, he's 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 a he's a big he's big big icon. big guy in Takwa. But I think he's just joined another banking firm. But it just tells me that the Uber thing it works, and people get laid off, put their hands on their head, and say, "Life has come to an end." Da, 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 da. So I identify with the story. That's why I'm clapping so much because Adam. I think his story came on joy. Right. Same guy. His story came on joy. So it's about reinvention. Yeah, he lost his Let me give you a chance to give us a closing thoughts. Let's start with you. Um, let me start with you. Comfort. Listening to this whole discussion about money you in. Let me go. Um, what do they call it in English? This is anti-clockwise. This is clockwise. Let me start with comfort. Uh, from where you sit, it's clockwise. It is clockwise, yes. <laughs> Everyone has a minute. Comfort first. Well, I think um, the key thing that I took away was, um, apart from the Marquise five um, questions the leader should ask him or herself, I also took away the fact that you must have the alignment. I mean, you must know, first know where you want to go and then 
see if there's alignment. Where there's not alignment, see how you can craft the alignment with the team. And then, most importantly, ensure that you look at what legacy you want to 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 leave when you leave, and uh, I mean when you when you are gone from the scene, and work towards realizing that alignment, legacy, work, professing. So, uh, since we are doing alignment, I'll say you should realign, you should reinvent, then you ruthlessly execute. That's it. Realignment, reinvent, and then ruthlessly and execute. Ruthlessly execute. execute. I mean, it. I think Ole got a few marks for ruthless execution, but yes, if you stop smiling and get the guys to hit the ground and align properly and run as fast as fast as they did today, he will be my friend. But until then, I I, I think he still not showed me enough um, to convince me. Um, Albert, I'll take a I'll I'll take a very quick quote from uh, a Telegraph article. And this is for you, David Moyes was warned of the risk of breaking up the successful coaching team at Manchester United by Sir Alex Ferguson, but opted to bring in his own staff, according to former goalkeeping coach Eric Steele. Right. This is the paradox. Everybody thinks that once you take over. You have to change things. But the, our it doesn't quote, our happen quote, like that. Our quote for the day said, Julius Caesar started with an iron fist, then he moved to a wooden foot, then he moved to a, a ten uh, string. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's almost like in the beginning, there must be an iron fist. Not necessarily. Right. That's the, that's the paradox of it. That's the error people make. That once you go in, you have to change things. You have to show that you are in charge. You've come. But you are in charge. No, break all the rules. No. In the Bible, Rehoboam did that mistake as well. No. Solomon had built a thing. All he had to do was just reunite with Ephraim. And then he came and then he said, Charlie, Thank look, you, Pastor. my little figure is thicker. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> and he destroyed and the That the, is the my kingdom. message today. My that good, people, my when you take over a company, you don't necessarily have to go in and, and break, break everything, everything down. down and say you are, you are, you are starting again. You uh, can leave it as it is. Monitor, watch, Albert. Monitor, watch, Albert. And then, <laughs> 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 thirty seconds for you, Junior Grand. So uh, monitor, watch, Albert. You're, you're always powerful. <laughs> Mine is simple. Once you have retained that institutional memory and you are ready to move forward with your agenda, reinvent. That's it. You have to leverage what you have, start from what you know, and build with others. That's it. Leverage what you have, start from what you know and build others. Rick, let me give you 30 seconds to sign off. I think you look at Klopp and Pep, I know you see is the good, sweet side now, but I think the major takeaway, and it's in line with uh, Dr. Mensah Otabo's message today, is the fact that nobody believed in you at the beginning. Klopp, Pep, in the beginning, no one believed it, there. no one thought they would reach here. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in a similar position. I think that perseverance is key, the need to believe and stick to your way and your measure that's the way for it you have almost convinced me to believe only for the next one year so i'll be beyond february <laughs> until coming? we come your way again next week my name is albert god bless you god bless you and god bless you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 